I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hello, hello. How are you, my friends? Welcome to episode number 12, How to Shift into the Second Phase of Life. I am your host, Jane Copier, and I hope you've had just the most wonderful Christmas. This um, episode is scheduled to come out that Thursday after Christmas. And so you're probably in the throes of enjoying family and celebrating still. I hope it's been a beautiful experience for you. And if it has been a tender year for you, know that I'm thinking of you. I know that the holidays are not the most joyful time for everyone. Some of us are really missing loved ones. Others, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why it might be difficult. So just know that I'm thinking of you and sending you my love. For our topic today, if you've ever driven a car that doesn't shift well, you know exactly why shifting is important. And I have a funny story to tell you about that. But first, have you signed up for my New Year's kickoff workshop yet? If you want to start 2024 off in the best possible way, this one is for you. This is going to be a two-part workshop on January 2nd and 9th via Zoom with me at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And it's one of the most popular workshops shops that I hold. Um, this is a process of life reflection and goal setting in a way that you've probably never, ever experienced before. <clears throat> the participants in my past groups have really loved this workshop. And it's the exact process that I take myself through every single year. I will never be without it. It's so important to me. So if you feel like you want to start the year feeling grateful and confident and full of inspiration to really achieve your goals and create the results that you want, you must join us. It's only $19 for the whole experience, and it's going to be hugely valuable for you. The link to register is in the show notes. So do it now while it's at the top of your mind and you don't want to miss it. I promise. Join us. I hope you'll take advantage of that. Um, also, I want to take a quick moment to thank those of you who've left me a review in iTunes. I read everyone and I'm just so thankful and grateful that you would take the time to share so that other women can find me and be helped by this content. Today's review comes from fluffy owl. She said, I love Jane's advice, great ideas and thoughts. She has really helped me get real. I signed up for her group sessions online that and her worksheets have really improved my thought process. I recommend her 100%. I'm going to listen to every word. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Fluffy Al. I wish I knew which one of my members wrote this, but I really want to acknowledge you specifically for doing this work. It's one thing to listen and to just kind of absorb, but it's another thing to actually do the work, to put these concepts and, and into practice in your own life. So bravo to you. You get all the credit for making positive changes in your life. Really, really well done. Okay, let's shift gears and talk about our topic today, which is shifting. I promised to share my funny story with you. So here it goes. 
Last year, we traveled to Ireland with some of our besties and we flew all night long to Amsterdam. We arrived a little bit late. Our flight had to stop in Atlanta to refuel because it was so hot outside. So they couldn't carry enough fuel to get us all the way to Europe. So we flew from Salt Lake City. We had to stop in Atlanta, refuel, and then off to Amsterdam. And we got there a little bit late and we had to really hustle to catch our connecting flight to Dublin, which was fine, right? We're just running through this airport that we've never been to. <laughs> We're just like, oh no, our flight leaves in 40 minutes. We got to get there. So Anyway, we ran, 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 made it to our gate, got on our flight, and we finally made it. However, when we arrived in Dublin, it became apparent that our luggage didn't hustle as fast as we did. It didn't arrive with our plane. So at this point, we're like, I don't know, 14 or so hours of travel in. We'd flown all night. We can't leave the airport without our stuff. The staff tells us it's coming on the next flight and that we just have to wait. So we're all just kind of hanging out in the baggage claim. Well, after waiting for like more than an hour for sure, we finally made the decision that my girlfriend Carrie and I would go pick up our rental cars before the rental places closed because now we're getting later in the day there and the guys would stay and grab our luggage and then we would come back and pick them up. Well, I start out feeling pretty confident until we get out to the rental site. My girlfriend finds her car rental agency. We hadn't booked them together. And so she gets her car, no problem. But they tell me I have to take a shuttle to go pick up my car. And she's like, Jane, do you want me to come with you? And I'm like, oh, no, I can do this. I didn't want to put her out. We've been, we're tired from traveling and she had her car. And so anyway, as soon as I get on that shuttle, <laughs> I start feeling super nervous. I'm in a foreign country. They drive on the wrong side of the road. I don't know my way around. I felt pretty alone. So I give Carrie a call and I say, actually, please come. <laughs> so being the awesome friend that she is, she hops on the next shuttle. She comes out and meets me at the rental agency so we can figure it all out together. She is the best, seriously. In Ireland, Almost every single car there is a stick shift. And I grew up driving a stick shift. That's what I learned on. I wasn't worried about it at all. Um, plus they were like half as much to rent as the regular automatic cars. So anyway, I thought we'd be just fine. So I get there, but here's the other key thing. I had had knee surgery about six weeks before. So I was considering with all the narrow roads and the winding streets and the hills and things, I thought, you know what, maybe I should just bite the bullet and get the automatic. Um, but I didn't, <laughs> they brought the car around and Carrie and I plugged in the airport into our maps so we could start headed that way. And I'm sitting on the right hand, right hand side of the car. That's where they drive, right? The gear shift is on my left side, not the right, which I'm used to. So my brain is trying to make all of these weird adjustments and trying to stay on the opposite side of the road, <laughs> which is also different. And we're totally sleep deprived. So we start off and it feels like there's definitely something wrong with the car. It does not have very much power when I'm accelerating. I'm checking the gear. I swear I'm in first gear, but I really have to floor it to get it going. And um, so Carrie's doing an awesome job at this point. She's my co-pilot. <laughs> She's navigating for me. I'm just focusing on trying to stay on the right side of the street, not have a head-on collision with somebody, somebody, right? And so we're driving around a little bit, trying to make our way back to the airport. And I smell this burning smell. And I know it's coming from the car. <laughs> and it gets a little worse. And a little worse. So we finally, we pull over and we call the rental agency and we're like, there's something wrong with this car. <laughs> and they say, okay, bring it back and we'll take a look at it. 
So seriously, this is a Lucy and Ethel moment. We are driving around in Dublin, trying to find our way around, trying to figure out this car that's not working well. It smells like it's burning. We're trying to find our way back to the rental place and we're laughing our heads off. It is so funny because this car is just not working well, right? We're tired, we're slap, slap happy, and we're just laughing. And so we get back to the agency. The agent comes outside takes a whiff and says, you're burning out the clutch. Don't you know how to drive a stick shift? <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course I do. But I hadn't driven one in several years. And it turns out what I thought looked like the reverse gear was actually first gear. And then there was a special button that you had to engage and a ring you had to pull up to engage and put it in reverse. Well, this is new to me. This is new technology I haven't seen. So I thought that I was in first gear, but I was really in third gear every time I was trying to go anywhere. So yes, I was burning out the clutch bad. The agent looks at me. She's like, I can't let you take this car. You're going to ruin the clutch. And I said, okay, just upgrade me and I'll pay you the difference. Right. I just, I'm like, you know what? I had knee surgery. I can already feel my knees a little sore as I'm trying to use this clutch anyway. So let's just upgrade me. And she says, no, I can't do that. We can't change your rental agreement. And I said, okay, well, I'll take this car then. And she goes, no, I can't let you take the car. <laughs> you guys, I, I know that you probably had to be there, but this is really quite comical. And my friend is like, oh, really? You don't want to have her drive this car. <laughs> she, she's no good at the stick show. <laughs> right? I know for sure I had it figured out once they showed me how to use the buttons and things, but I, I really did want to change anyway, because my knee was hurting and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's probably for the best. So anyway, she gets really upset. She can't change my rental agreement. And so finally she's like, well, I just have to give you an automatic. And I said, great, I'll pay the difference. No, you can't pay the difference. I just have to give it to you for free. So she gave me the upgrade for free, right? I don't know. It was just so funny. So crazy. There were so many great takeaways from this experience. Like number one, always invite your bestie along for the adventure. Um, number two, it's always way more fun to laugh when things are going wrong than getting upset and anxious. And three, always use the proper gear for the situation you're in. It's so important to shift. So let's talk about shifting and what it means in relation to midlife, because it is a shift. It does require us to make some adjustments if we want to be happy and resisting or re refusing to shift really holds us back from enjoying life to its fullest. So let's look at the definition. When I pulled it up in the Googles, it defines a shift as um, a significant change or transformation in one's mindset, one's beliefs, behavior, or life circumstances. It's like a pivotal moment when you move from one state to another, often bringing about positive and lasting improvements. Shifts can be crucial because they mark the beginning of positive change and personal evolution. They open up new perspectives, allowing individuals to break free from limiting beliefs, habits, or situations. Whether it's a shift in mindset, career, relationships, or overall lifestyle, these changes can lead to a more fulfilling and purposeful life. Yes, so true. If we keep our lives in first gear and we're meant to be in fifth, it's uncomfortable. It's not how life is supposed to be for us. When we embrace shifts as a natural and beautiful part of life, we grow. We adapt to new challenges. We discover our untapped potential and we find a deeper sense of purpose. So just 
For a moment, think of what life would be like if we weren't ever able to shift from the stage of having a newborn baby. Now, I loved that stage of having a newborn. I could sit and cuddle that baby all day long. I loved their smell, their tiny little noises. I would stare for hours at their faces, just trying to memorize every little detail, every little facial expression they would make. I really wanted to freeze myself in that time. But if that were the only stage ever, I think it would be horrible. The world would be full of sleep-deprived zombie moms, right? We, we can't sustain that stage. We have to shift out of that stage. And part of the joy of being a new mother is watching that baby grow and shift into the next phases of their own lives, becoming a toddler and then a school kid and then junior high and high school and graduation and all those stages are just so fun. And rejoicing in each stage is just such a privilege and joy as a parent. Shifting into the second half of our own lives is no different, but I know that many of us feel like we don't know how. So let's talk a little bit more about how to actually do it. Well, just like shifting gears in our cars helps it to work better. It's also true for our brains. Have you ever met someone who seems to have what I call like a, a concrete brain? You know the type of person that no matter how you try to convince them of something, they dig their heels in, they refuse to believe or even consider new things or new ideas. These people are pretty easy for us to identify because of our own experience with them, but it's pretty tricky and more difficult to identify that struggle in our own brains. Learning to consider or take on other perspectives is an elemental part of maturation. When we understand that there is more to be understood about life by learning from other people's viewpoints and experiences, it becomes transformational. So Carol Dweck has a wonderful book called Mindset. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to read it for yourself, but it's all about the importance of having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. There are so many great nuggets in this book, but I'm going to try and summarize a few of her concepts for you. She describes a fixed mindset as someone who believes their qualities are carved in stone, that they're born with a certain personality, a certain amount of intelligence, a certain moral character, and that those traits are impossible to change. People who have a fixed mindset feel a lot of urgency to defend themselves and validate and prove themselves over and over. Being wrong isn't an option for someone with a fixed mindset because that would mean that they were in some way deficient as a human being. So they're constantly trying to repair their self-esteem by blaming other people, blaming their circumstances, and making excuses. A growth mindset, on the other hand, is based on the belief that your basic qualities that you're born with are things that you can cultivate through your efforts, through your strategies, and through help from other people. It's centered on the belief that it's impossible to know one's potential without having a passion for stretching and growing beyond the basic qualities that you're given at birth. It allows for failure as a tool for growth. Did you know that Thomas Edison failed at least a thousand times in his quest to invent the light bulb? Most of us would give up after the first few tries, but because he was willing to be wrong, 
and he was willing to consider other ideas time and time and time again, he finally figured it out. People with a growth mindset don't assign failure as a human flaw, but rather as a mark of courage to try, the courage to fail in order to become. One of my favorite studies in the book details the difference for young students when their school moved from a letter grading system of A, B, C, D, and F to um, a different grading system where they got a grade of either proficient or a not yet. And instead of the children feeling like a failure when they earned a lower or a failing grade, they were encouraged by the words, not there yet, right? And keep trying. And they were given the opportunity to do just that. Under this new grading system, the children had the opportunity to keep learning and keep trying and their results were far better. So the focus was shifted from their natural intelligence to their effort. And when the focus was on the effort, it provided the motivation for growth. What would life look like for you if you focused on your effort rather than your natural abilities? If we want kids to be more successful, celebrate their efforts rather than telling them how smart they are. Okay, so take a moment and reflect on which mindset you might have. Do you think your mindset is a fixed one or do you have a growth mindset? Which one are you? Most of us are a combination of the two. And our work is then to study ourselves and to find those gaps where we're unwilling to consider new things and then push ourselves to open up a little more, to be more open-minded. As you move into the second half of your life, are you shifting? Are you trying to stay in first and second gear and becoming frustrated that things aren't going well? In order to have greater joy and peace and satisfaction in life, we've got to be willing to shift. And adopting a growth mindset is the key. We can't stay in that first gear. You're going to spend the rest of your life going 15 miles an hour in a 65 and wondering why you're not having any fun. And trust me, my friend, you will burn your clutch out just like I did. But here's where it gets a little sticky for us. It's not really a fair fight because our lower brains are constantly battling to stay comfortable. Remember we talked before about the motivational triad and that lower brain wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. And so often one of the places we get stuck is when trying to make decisions. Our lower brain wants you to avoid making decisions. We procrastinate, we postpone them so that there's this constant inner turmoil, this vacillating or going back and forth, overthinking, and it keeps us stuck. When we incorporate a growth mindset, we give ourselves permission to decide. We choose the unknown path on purpose because we know that no matter the outcome, it's essential for our growth. Indulging in confusion and indecision helps keep our brains stuck in the mud. So think about this for yourself. What decision has been dangling out there and waiting for you? Give yourself permission to decide, being fully aware that nothing in life is certain, and also knowing that moving forward will be both scary and exhilarating, and also what is needed. I wanted that opportunity to drive on the wrong side of the road, on the wrong side of the car. I was looking so forward to driving in Ireland and I actually did love it. I loved that challenge of trying to figure out this new thing. 
I was so grateful for the work I'd done on my brain so that I could embrace that challenge rather than being scared of it or petrified. When we try new things, the worst thing that can happen is that we're going to feel some negative emotion. Now I was feeling all the things as my car's not working and I don't know, really know what's wrong with this car, right? Like I had lots of negative emotion to begin with. And honestly, it was just so fun to go, okay, well, this isn't working out the way I thought it would be. Wonder what's going to come next. And just letting the story unfold. It was so much fun. Whether we like it or not, life keeps moving on. And when we try to keep everything the same, we fight against reality. And that is a battle we will lose a hundred percent of the time. So think for yourself, what am I holding on to? What beliefs am I clinging to that no longer serve me? What do I become defensive about? The answer to these questions are the clues to the ways in which you're aching to grow and maybe limiting yourself and holding yourself back. What is it that you believe about your potential? And if you think you've already done all that you came to do in this life, it's time to re-examine your mindset. Search for the blessings of the next phase in your own life. They are there, but you have to be willing to look for them, right? Explore the idea of being different or having life be different than the way that we thought it would be. It's okay. And then get to work making the life that you want accepting the life that you have, making it all true for you, right? If you feel like you're ready to shift and you want some support, please book a free call with me. My midlife shift program might be exactly what you need. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.